Stacey Turner is founder of the charity It's OK to Say, which has been quite often in the news. She's now come up with a, a really a major project aimed at providing incoming evacuees from Afghanistan with clothing and other essentials. Stacey, you set up a charity, I think, a year or two ago, which focuses on mental health. Tell us a little bit about that and then how you've moved on from there to this new project to help Afghan evacuees. We launched It's OK to Say in 2018 and it was actually launched on a very special day October 10th is World Mental Health Day and we only ever started as a 12 months campaign my background is very much layered in different aspects of mental health having lost my own father to suicide at the age of 13 I basically knew that I was always going to do something The campaign was so successful that we decided to carry on. And in fact, when we started wrapping up at the end of the 12 months, we had people emailing us and saying, please don't stop. And actually, I had people stopping me in the main street of St. Albans saying, how's it going? What's next? And I'd say, oh, you know, we're coming to a close. What? No, (laughs) you can't do that. And from that moment on, with a lot of help and support from people I'm surrounded with and actually in the business network of St. Albans, they helped me apply for charity status. And it's just gone from strength to strength, really. So that's a little bit of background information for you. Are you targeting younger people or or everybody? The one thing I was very clear on right from the beginning is that I didn't want to leave anybody out. And, And knowing that we have a professional team here and an extremely large network, I knew that we could easily cater for people of all ages. We don't want to leave anyone feeling like they can't reach out to us, which is why we don't specify an age range. And we offer support workshops and support groups for people of all ages. So, so yeah, so it's important to us to be extremely inclusive. We'll come back to how people can get in contact with the charity, it's okay to say. But what I'm interested in is how you've gone from there to this initiative in collecting clothes and other materials that, that will help the Afghan evacuees who are coming into the UK. It began by knowing that we could help support from a mental health and trauma support perspective. And so we immediately started putting together trauma support packs. And we're almost finished now and we're having those translated. So the Afghan evacuees will receive the trauma support information in their packs in English as well as Arabic. Once that was made public, I was then contacted to say, are you taking donations? And at first I said, well, no, we're not. But then suddenly more and more people were contacting us. And I sort of thought, well, I wonder if we could make this possible. So again, it was about going back to our team of professionals and getting in contact with everyone that I thought could help make a difference on this mission in our network. And it just went from there. So it snowballed really and it's so incredible that it all came together. So it's lovely that we've been able to help and make it work. 
Now, the news coverage so far has been focused on the collecting of clothes, really, and other items that evacuees need. You've done the preparation on the mental health pack, the support pack there. Are you now focused for how long on the um, gathering of materials? Because they're coming from a situation where the temperatures were average 40 plus. They have probably, in many cases, come with what they're standing in at the time they got on the plane. They may have a bag or two, but not very much. So they're arriving in a cold, potentially cold country. What are you going to do for them? We put suggested items out. So when we highlighted the mission through the Hearts ad and through our other media channels, we suggested cold weather clothing. So we've had bags and bags of fleeces for all ages, long sleeves, coats. So we were particularly looking for items of clothing that could be layered because obviously there is going to be a big transition period for them to get used to to our wonderful British weather. And I speak from experience being from Australia. It took me a long, long time. And every time I go back now, there is a period of adjustment coming back from such extreme heat temperatures to coming back to the cold, which I love, I will say. (laughs) Yes, so we focused on collecting these items, but we were asking for arts and crafts supplies as well, because they're in hotels and accommodation. And we just thought, well, maybe if we gave them something to focus on and that they were doing an activity. So we've got craft kits, cross stitches, paint, all sorts of things. We've been given toys, we've got babyware, we've got oh, everything. We've even been given a small radiator. People have really blown me away with their consideration and thought for the donations as well. It's not just been, oh, this is an opportunity to clean through my closet or my kids, my family's closet. It's an opportunity to give these people exactly what they need. And so the, the community of St. Albans and indeed across Hertfordshire and even further afield have really come up trumps. And I should mention the shoeboxes. We suggested that people grab an odd shoebox and fill it with everyday toiletry essentials. So toothbrush, toothpaste, brush, hair ties even, cream, all the things that you use on a daily basis. And we are stacked high with boxes and people have even decorated them, put notes in them. It's just beautiful, really beautiful to see. I've been in tears a lot this past week. (laughs) You're based in St Albans. Your charity is based in St Albans, yeah? We are based in St Albans. Just as COVID hit, we moved out of our city centre premises and we're currently in the process of relocating. Are you looking at this as a national problem? Are you providing all this stuff that comes in? Does it then go somewhere else or is it going to be used in this area? We would like to try and keep as many of the donations as possible within the Hertfordshire area. However, what we weren't expecting was to be contacted from people wanting to help in some way from all around the country and indeed other agencies that are involved. So while we have a nationwide reach with this, we are focusing essentially on controlling it locally first. We're working alongside County Council and the Director for Public Health and in touch with the essential teams that are coordinating it all. So next week, I will be able to provide them with a rundown of exactly what we've got and then they, I will act on their instruction, really.
Let's go back to what you're asking from people. Yeah. When people find they've got some coats or some pullovers or some shirts or some T-shirts or, or dresses or dressing gowns, who knows? If somebody's got a half a dozen pullovers, should those go into one bag saying men's size whatever? Does that make it easier for you? Yes, because it saves us sorting it. So tomorrow we have a massive sorting event planned here at St. Saviour's Church on Sunpit Lane in St. Albans. And I wish I could show you the photo right now of how piled high we are. But we have an army of volunteers coming in. And while people have labelled their bags, and so we know what's in the bag, we still have to open it and go through it because we've been gifted pallets of boxes. So we need to construct the boxes, um, put them at each station, and the items of clothing will go in those boxes. And we are putting together family kits as well. So in a family kit, we'll have different sizes and ages, as well as the shoe box of toiletries. So we'll have a certain amount of those put aside, but the, the boxes will be labeled men's fleeces, small, medium, large. And then that way I'll know whoever I'm dealing with, I can just label that box, go straight to it and arrange distribution of it. We're trying to make it as seamless as possible. So this is why we've sorted this big event tomorrow. Now, you're saying tomorrow. That's unfortunate that is the day before this will be broadcast. It's Friday today. You're talking about Saturday the 4th. Yep. This programme will go out on the 5th. Do you anticipate having further dates when you will need to be sorting? I think so. I think this will go on for a minimum of a month just because of the sheer volume of donations that we've received. We had to cut off people dropping them at the four drop-off points we had here in St Albans because just wonderfully, everyone just pulled together and we were inundated with all these donations. So it's, it's really, really wonderful. It really is. So put them aside, put them in a bag, stick a label on them, and then we will announce when we're collecting or if we're collecting again. Because right now we have so many that we need to sort through what we've got before we now can accept any more. That's amazing. But there are plenty of other opportunities for people to hand in those um, items, those clothing and whatever else, um, if in fact you find you have got enough because there's no shortage of need. Exactly. This is just what's happening today and over the next few days. There's absolutely no shortage of need. So keep putting them aside and you are welcome to contact us at the charity and we will provide you with the information on what to do next. And how do they contact you? You can email us on support at itsoketosay.org.uk. Have you got enough resources to answer all those emails? Yeah, so email us is the best. If we're trying to manage uh, messages coming in via our social media channels as well as our emails, then it's difficult. So if we just have the emails coming in, then we can manage that. That's fine. Just to clarify something, you don't want any food. People are not, not giving you food to take to people, are they? We have been given dry food, non-perishable items, but we're not going to accept them anymore because we know that there are specific allocations for food being provided. But they will still get what we've been given. It's just that we've had to make the decision to not accept food items anymore now. We don't want people to go to the locations, not for the moment. 
not for the moment. The Red Cross and the, the refugee support dedicated team, they all shut down donations just because everyone's been inundated. And so what we need to essentially do is go through what we've got, which is what we're doing at the moment. And then we can advertise whether we need more then. Yeah. It's just a step-by-step process. I mean, it's great that the essential care teams are working together to help manage this, but it is a step-by-step process. Unfortunately, I can't give any future information, but I will open things up again if I can, and we will advertise exactly what we need or, or what the best thing to do is if you want to sort of be involved in any other way. Because we've also had people writing in saying, can I help with trans? or can I do this or can I do that and we've actually been making lists and that's of people with their contact details who said that they could help with certain jobs and so we've been creating lists in the office and we will be back in contact with those people and again it's how we've managed to create you know such an amazing group of volunteers to come and help sort the donations out that's fantastic do you want electrical goods or did you want electrical goods will there be room for them like kettles and radios and so on not at the moment we can say like an old phone and if you want to perhaps buy a sim card to go along with it then yes that's an item or or an old ipad that you know works sure charges things like that then yes we can do that and make sure that they are included and distributed but yeah not household items really now, you say you're going to let us know what the situation is, whether you're going to call for more donations. Obviously, Heartsad is supporting you all the way through this because it's been in, in the paper every week. Yeah. And you'll let us know. But is there a social media that people can check on? Yeah, of course. There's our charity's social media pages. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Do bear with us. We're not hot on it at the moment just because we're so snowed under, as you can imagine. But I will be updating things as they happen and so people can follow us easily and stay up to date and of course I want to do a follow-up as well so because we've got a lot of people who want to know where their things are going and while we can't be extremely precise we can give an overview and come back and, and thank people because this mission has been quite the undertaking and it would never have been possible without our wonderful community. Now you've got a lot to do, so I'll let you go. Thank you very much. That'd be lovely. Thank you very much.